0: Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle.
1: Welcome to another edition of Training Unleashed. Today, we are honored to have Katrina Mitchell with Franchise Speakers to talk to us about how to utilize professional speakers uh, for conferences, conventions, meetings, as well as, well as breakouts. Uh, before I let her say hi and tell us about her, I want to tell you why I have her here on a training podcast. If you really think about training in its simplest terms, training is everywhere and every single thing we do. And training isn't just about what the training department does. And it's about consistency and consistent messaging. Conferences and meetings are huge training opportunities, and who you use and how you utilize them as speakers at these events make a big difference. So that's why I felt this was really an important topic to talk about uh, in the area of training. So, anyhow, Katrina, welcome. And and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you became specialized in focusing on on speakers and particularly franchise.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Evan. It's a pleasure to be here. I had kind of an interesting start in that I was actually a franchisee. That was my entree into franchising. And as a franchisee, when I attended our annual conference, it was critically important to me that the content was meaningful and useful and gave me applicable tools to bring back into my business for the, for the following year. So really very focused on content. When when it was time for me to sell my franchise and I was wondering what to do next, it just kept coming up that there might be an opportunity helping other franchise brands really deliver meaningful content for their franchisees, business tools, techniques, strategies that would help franchisees grow their businesses. And so um, this Speakers Bureau was born We're actually the only speakers bureau in the world that focuses exclusively on the franchise industry. And it's really our our niche. It's our area of expertise and specialty. And we are passionate about helping franchisors create amazing experiences for their franchisees. Yeah,
1: which I think is totally cool. And I think that because you focus on a industry that you're able to give relevant help more than anyone, but I want to assure everyone listening who's not a franchise, because I don't want you to turn off, that the basic principles we're going to talk about apply whether you're a manufacturer or a distributor or whether you're any company hosting any kind of event at all. It's pretty obvious that who speaks makes a difference. But what are the keys in choosing and selecting a great speaker that's going to make a difference what do the good speakers do that's different?
2: Yeah, so I, I think that probably the first thing Evan is um, is really having your sonar radar out and the very first conversation with the speaker, and and find out are they actually asking intelligent questions about you, about your organization, about your theme, your learning objectives, who, uh, what speakers have have they used, have you used in the past? Have you appreciated, enjoyed them? Was that useful? Was it not useful and why? And really digging in that presenter, that speaker should be really, really curious about what you want to accomplish. We have a policy in our firm to stay far, far away from anyone who calls us up and starts telling us how great they are and all that, because my belief is the way they treat us will be the way that they'll treat our clients, and we only want to work with professionals who are keenly, authentically, and deeply interested in helping their clients create change.
1: I can tell you from my own experience that we have hired famous speakers, and they have been the most difficult to deal with. And just little things like meeting with like your advisory council or your special customers, um, you know, they don't want to do those type of things. And, and they give speeches that could be given anywhere. Yeah. So I'm biased. Yeah. But but what do you think about celebrity speakers? And, you know, are there some good ones? How would you find one? When, when would you recommend them?
2: So that's, that's a, a really a, a great topic, Evan, I also have a bias of, around celebrity speakers. When we get clients who call us and ask us to help them secure a celebrity speaker. My first question is, that's great. We can absolutely help you with that. And why? What's the, what's the rationale and the reason behind that? And really ask them to dig in deeply and find out, Is this? do they want a celebrity speaker to serve the event or serve the audience? Or is there you know another ulterior motive? I often say when, when we're talking about celebrity talent, you mostly will get much less and pay a lot more and what I mean by that is you'll get less customization you'll get you know they won't they won't be interviewing employees or franchisees or dealers or whatever your your model is they won't go the extra mile to really connect authentically they won't customize oftentimes it's a canned uh, speech presentation they you know they were they were a war hero they were a athlete you know a celebrity athlete or a rock star or whoever it is that they've gotten that status they don't really care about what the client needs and wants they have their presentation and they go out and deliver it over and over again and i want to just quickly i don't want to ramble but i'm going to give you a quick example we had a client several years ago um merging brand about 80 units who had called me and said katrina i'm so excited we have seventy thousand dollars to invest in talent, wow. and AF, yeah, which is big,
1: big. for size, big. That size organization.
2: It's big, and she said, and we want this person. It was a, it was a celebrity personality, and I said, okay, that's great. And I'm going to go to work, and we're going to secure him, and I'm going to get you all of the all of the relevant details for him. And at the same time, I'm going to run a parallel options list based on what I would suggest for your learning objectives, your theme, and your culture. And I want you to see what you can get for that investment. And ultimately, we ended up helping them with an opening speaker, a closing keynote speaker to wrap up the event, the three extraordinary breakout trainers who really brought actionable Applicable content to the franchisees, and it was a wow, a wow convention for their franchisees. And we didn't go with a celebrity, and so like I think about that case of like, oh, you know, I guess there are a few times that a celebrity is is the right choice. I just don't really know when that is.
1: Well, I I think that the people that choose celebrities choose celebrities because they think they're going to bring more people there. Mm -hmm. But to me and you talk about this, so I'm still in your words, really. It's really about what you want to accomplish, right? It's it's really about your goal. And are you better off having a few extra people there, but not getting the main points across? Or are you better off having somebody that's going to customize something and really deliver a message that matches the theme and the end goals and the end objectives? Yeah. And I think you don't... I mean, there are some examples, some exceptional celebrity speakers that really will deliver really great content. But I think they're fewer and hard hard to find.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And oftentimes, to your point, um, I think that you mentioned earlier, there's a lot more headache, there's a lot less um, ease and flow. Uh, It seems like the higher the fee and the more celebrity the presenter. The more attitude goes with it, and in our firm, we actually have a no diva policy, yeah. which cracks everybody up. But the truth is, we're not going to work with a diva. And uh, one of one of my not a speaker we placed, um, but you know, one of my really um, significant stories that demonstrate this kind of behavior is there was a speaker whose rider was five pages long. He was a fifty thousand dollars speaker. He's quite well known in business circles. Written many books and one of the items in his rider was organic fruit and room temperature mineral water at sound check and guess who didn't show up for sound check i find that just rude right like it means that i am all that so if i put myself in that kind of egocentric position and say i am so special that i require all of these things three pages in my rider but i don't have enough courtesy and and graciousness to honor the client
0: Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to Tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's Tortal.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net.
1: I'm going to give you a story I think maybe even top that. We had a famous football player. He's on TV now as a as, as a, as a uh, you know a commentator. You would think he's the nicest guy in the world. And his rider, he had several things. One, no autographs at all. Secondly, he needed his own special green room with a big screen TV. And this is back in the days where big screen TVs were not, not cheap. And so he shows up at the social event, and he goes, how come there's nothing here for me to sign? How come there's no papers? Where's the table? Where's the table? I love signing signatures. And he made us look like jerks. Then he never went to his green room. He got in his limo and he said, I need to clear my head and drove around town. I was literally introducing him, not even knowing if he was backstage or not.
2: I just, that back of those stories, like, our clients share so many of those kinds of horror stories with us. We actually have a naughty list and, you know, it's kind of, we have it tucked away and hidden. And when something comes up, we're like, yeah, no, we're not going to work with that individual nor subject that to our clients uh, or our clients to that experience. But yeah, that, it's just, it's jaw dropping for me. Yeah. When you think that you're investing, you know, especially when you get to the celebrity level, you're investing 30, 40, 50, $60,000 or more. And who's the client here? Yeah, like I, what? Who's the client?
1: Now, one time we had a good experience, and I guess you would say this person at the time. And a lot of our younger listeners not going to know who this is, but I'm sure you will. Tom Peters. Mm -hmm. So Tom Peters, excellent speaker, and one of the things he speaks on is the importance of women in business and and how women are becoming dominant customer or not not becoming. What he said was. You know we're all marketing to men, and women are making all the buying decisions, right? And we had a franchise, uh, actually, it's a, a cooperative of floor covering stores. And so the idea was to get people to understand the importance of focusing on women. So he was fulfilling as an expert and validating our message that led to our training, which was to make our selling process much more customer focused and less masculine because our selling process before that was much more like, okay, you open it, ask a few qualifying questions, and you close, and, and here are all the five, you know, if this, that, then, close, and not, that kind of stuff to where we wanted to switch to be more female-focused. He was a great speaker because his expertise lent to our learning objective.
2: Right. So, so that loops back to your original question is like what – you know, what are the deciding factors in looking for a speaker? And I think that probably the the best place to start again is with the end in mind, meaning that if you think about, um, you know, if as a client, if you outline, you've got your theme and you've got your learning objectives and everything is tying back to that. And you look at what are the things that you want to accomplish at this event, um, then you're, you're you're working on your speaker to enhance that, to reinforce that, to really deliver that message home, uh, the theme and the learning objectives. And so that's really when we, we oftentimes will get a call from a client who'll say, I want a speaker. And I'm like, great, we can help you. What? tell me what you're le- learning. Don't know. Yeah, yeah. What's your theme? Don't, don't know. But I want them
1: to be happy and motivated. Yeah.
2: And I'm like, I want a motivational speaker. And, and I know, Kevin, you and I are, are you know, we're, we sing to the choir when we talk yeah. to each other about this because we're both so passionate about it. But, you know, there are so many high content, actionable, like, like really important and significant business tools available yeah. through a variety of speakers who also, by the way, deliver in a very motivating, engaging, oh, yeah. and dynamic style. So that's what I'm sifting and sorting and looking for for our clients. And is
1: sometimes... Not not sometimes maybe many times less expensive. Yes. Than somebody who's got a big name, but doesn't really have the craft of speaking and is not going to customize.
2: Yeah, and you know, and the, to your point, it's really interesting because a lot of CEO CEOs will be reading a particular book, and there's you know maybe a really um, you know just super innovative thinker who's got great written content, and oh my goodness gracious, dry as toast on the platform. Like just because they can write it and they can they can innovate it doesn't mean they can deliver it. So just because someone's a a, a well known author doesn't mean that it's an engaging presentation by by any means. So that's also something I think to pay attention to.
1: You know, I had an experience once with a speaker where we sat down and we had an hour long meeting about the company. And this is what our objectives are in the meeting. It's really important that when they hear you speak, that they don't think you're just a speaker. It's almost like you're a consultant to the company. You know the company that well, so what you're saying, you know, it's important to mention the name of the company and here are our goals. And, and you go, I'm going, you. I'm going to do that for 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 you. Gets out, delivers a speech, never makes reference to a single thing in our briefing, never mentions the company's name, never this, never that. We pay the guy a lot of money, and I went afterwards, I don't understand it. Mean, we had conversations, I got nervous. And I got that, nervous. I got nervous. I got I nervous.
2: nervous. And you're a professional, and you're getting paid oh, yeah, 50, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, you, know, you better figure yeah. out how to get over your nerves. And, and what <laughs> realizes is, what is,
1: is he really he was camped. Right? He didn't know how. He didn't know how to customize a speech because yeah. that would require him to be light on his feet and yeah. and to think and uh, and do that. And there are speakers, and I know you do. This is what you specialize. That think on their feet. That yeah. that can really make a presentation about the person
2: it's it's as if it's a it's an individual conversation with 200 300 3000 people whatever it is yeah. i i like to say when when we're talking talking to a new client i always kind of explain our position in this way there's two kinds in my mind there's two kinds of speakers in the world there are speakers who have done something they've written a book they've you know won a super bowl they've done something significant and they're on the platform because they feel like they are all that. So they're, they get up there and they say, well, I'm this and I'm that. and I did this and I'm all that. I'm really great. and I'm smart. Look at me. I'm up here and you're not. And those speakers are, are sucking all the energy out of the audience yeah. into themselves. And the reason that they're there is because they, it feeds their ego and they feel special. And the kinds of speakers that we're placing and we're sifting and looking for and searching for, um, seeking out are the speakers that do exactly the opposite. They are, these are individuals who are so compelled to share. They have a heart of a servant leader and they are so compelled to share the knowledge that they have gleaned through their, Their hard-earned, you know, lessons, their mistakes, their successes that they want. They're passionate about helping the people in the audience succeed in whatever arena that is. And when you're sitting as an audience member, when you're sitting in that audience, you can feel that. People will walk out of that session going, he was talking to me.
1: Yeah. He gets me.
2: He told like, oh, she really understood what it's like to be me. Wow, I got so much out of that. Those people, those audience members are not on their phones. They're not, you know, leaving the auditorium. They are on the edge of their seat, and they are just waiting for the next. And it's just an energetic flow. It's either going out or it's coming into the speaker, and I am only looking for those folks who are are passionately serving that out.
1: I'll tell you a story because it happened today. When we were breaking up, we we were together. We're actually physically together. Normally, when we do these, it's over the internet. It's yeah. very rare, and that's because they, uh, we we had a uh, a conference, which interestingly a, a speakerless conference. <laughs> yeah, but it was
2: it was facilitated masterfully by you. <laughs> yes, thank you.
1: And this guy comes up to me, um, and he said, "I was so excited to hear to come to your event." He said, because five years ago you spoke at the IFA and you talked about the importance and the key in franchising was engagement. And it so resonated with me. And our franchise system was in, so in trouble that we took what you said and the ideas you gave us as our mantra. And we turned around the business because of that. Nice. And, and I'm just sitting here being, because I, I mean, other than you attended the event, I had never had any idea who this person was. And to hear, you know, this is what you want as a speaker, as a speaker, that that's what they want. Yeah. They want people to leave and make a difference and an impact from that because that's the whole – for me, when I speak, that's all I'm speaking about. I'm there. I want to help everyone. I want people three years, four years to say, this person made such a difference in our business. It was transformative uh, because that, to me, is – is what the whole point of having a messenger who can really speak and stir the emotion of people to get and embrace the idea.
0: We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to tortle.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, tortle.net.
1: I'll mention something that's a little off the topic of speaker, but it's really on the topic of speakers. If your goal is to get people to come, invest in entertainment. Like one of the big issues in a lot of conferences, people leave early. So we would invest in a band, like we had Three Dog Night once, they were amazing and not, and not crazy expensive. And the last evening, we're having the last event, this band is playing. And so the bang we got was people stayed to the end and more people came because of the band. But that's a different purpose than a speaker. Yes. And, you know, so, you know, if you want to spend money to track people, then do something like that where it's going to be entertaining and fun, but that's totally what its purpose is.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, totally what its purpose is. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, do you do opening acts? Do you help, help people hire opening acts?
2: Absolutely, yeah, we do. Um, we do speakers, trainers. So speakers, we consider any kind of general session, keynote speakers, trainers, um, much more tactical, uh, typically used for educational workshops, breakouts, pre-event intensives. Yeah. Where someone will go in and they'll have like a half day that's a, a deep dive into into social media marketing or yeah um, whatever that is uh, entertainers uh, so f- for awards night or um, you know yeah. opening celebration and uh, MCs and I'm pretty we're pretty we're pretty passionate about the value of MCs especially that can make a big difference yeah especially make when difference. the events start to get really big. Um, you know, because there's a lot of reasons to leverage the talent of an MC.
1: Yeah, and, and MCs I think are great when you have a. So first off, not every speaker you have is going to be a professional speaker, right? And you you have people speaking about programs you and things like that, subject matter subject experts, 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 internal right,
2: people.
1: Right. Yeah, MC really helps break it up, keep people in the room, keep the energy level high. But one thing, and I'll ask you, but in, and if you offer this or not, but. Um, we did this before speaker coaches for our staff. In fact, we went so far as we actually opened a chapter of Toastmasters in our office um, and had weekly Toastmaster meetings.
2: I think that's brilliant. I yeah. think that's brilliant. We talk to franchise about that all the time because oftentimes they'll look at the budget and they'll, um, they'll not want to, um, you know, they won't have budget to invest in an out, in outside talent for every category, and they want to have their internal people presenting because the internal team has a, a has more in-depth knowledge of whatever that rollout, whatever that program is. But oftentimes, there's people that have the knowledge, don't have the platform and the delivery skills, yeah. and it's not interesting, and it's not engaging, and they don't know how to do it. So having some outside training, uh, we have several uh, professional speech coaches that we work with, yeah, and we recommend right. to... To our fr- to clients and co-op clients, but um, yeah, I think it's—I think that's a brilliant, brilliant idea. And, and
1: if you think about it, forget the conferences. Your staff and having the ability to speak intelligently, precisely, and motivationally yeah. when they're talking to customers, franchisees, whoever is important. And that's why the investment in, in Toastmasters, which by the way was a very small investment, uh, but helped everyone have more confidence speaking even if they never were on the platform speaking.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, That's brilliant. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, can I steal that?
1: Of course you can. Okay, That's the whole, whole program about stealing stuff. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank um, <laughs> you. You know, the premise of the show, and I don't know if I got into this, is that people undervalue training. Some companies don't do it. I, I, I had a great conversation with a billion-dollar company, massive training needs, spoke to the guy, how big's your training department? It, you know, it, one person. Followed up two weeks later called, he'd been fired. Hmm. You know, where's the value? And and yet the opportunity performance improvement. And then when they sometimes spend money, they underspend and they do it poorly. And then training gets a bad rap Mm -hmm. and great training. That's what training unleashes. We unleash great training. You improve business, you improve metrics. In this case, you're unleashing great speakers who are amplifying the message and amplifying the training and the goal that you want. And I never thought about the word amplifying in this I love, content, it. I love it, but that's really what that's really what they do yep. is they're amplifying all the other things that all the other things that are going on yeah we are running out of time yep. one last question if you had to give people one tip, what would that one tip be?
2: I think I've probably already said it a few times because it's a uh, it's a constant undercurrent for every conversation I have around this, which is start with the end in mind so go into your speaker selection, knowing what you want your audience members to be taking out of the room. So, you know, don't, don't get the bright, shiny object syndrome. Just what do you want them to learn? Now let's go find the person who can do that. Who's going to match our culture who, yes, has those learning objectives that can help deliver that message and fits within our desired investment level. So it's those three moving pieces.
1: Those are great ideas. Thank you so very much for being on the show. Thank you all for listening in. If you want to learn more about Katrina, she is right in the description on how to reach her. And thank you for being on the show.
2: Thank you so much, Evan. It was absolutely my pleasure.
0: This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way you'll never miss an episode and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed.